Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be around the world or across the globe. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number three, 434. My name is Eric and with me today I have my co-host, special guy, Corey Romero. Today is Wednesday, May 30th, 2018. Corey, how you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? I'm um, doing all right. We've, as traditionally, the last few days, we're still trying to get uh, video cameras and audio working across the board, so we're getting a late start yeah. again. Um, so it's fine, and uh, our, our our normal co-host, John White, is not with us today, so we're just going to be uh, running without a Bay Area uh, Bay, Bay Report. Yeah, no Bay, Bay Report. We're just going to go guerrilla-style podcast. All right. It's it's kind of it's kind of cold and windy here, so if I were to guess, I would say it's dark brown with a shade of kind of off green, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no idea. And uh, Elsa Mayer, she's she's home today too. So we just have nobody that drove around the Bay Area today. So we'll just run with that. On the show today, we have uh, Jihad Afon. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say Jihad's last name either. Director and design, um, director of design at VMware. And we have uh, Anne-Marie... Tanilio, user experience research lead, um, and I'm sure we'll get them on the on the call shortly. They're here, and we'll talk about uh, what's going on. We'll get their proper last names and uh, chat about uh, some some of the stuff we've got for uh, at VMware around uh, product design, um, and they have a program that they do, and uh, they spend a lot of time on user experience research. So it should be a good show today. But before we get to that, we'll do a little bit of the news. Um, in the sense of the Bay Area and what's happening with, with VMware, uh, we have uh, some some news around code. We are excited about the VMworld Code um, program. They're going to be running at VMworld this year. Uh, we have uh, uh, announcement going out around uh, power sessions. So the code program is looking for uh, guys that are going to be doing uh, power sessions uh, around PowerShell, uh, REST APIs, uh, uh, Python. Uh, so we're working with some of the, the guys from Cloud Native to uh, launch that. So watch this week. We're going to be making some announcements around uh, sessions, power sessions, as well as some passes to get you to VMworld. Um, at the same time, we're going to be running uh, vBrownBag and the standard community tech sessions. So uh, that's that's going. So call for papers are out for that. So look for that. Um, I don't know if there's any other news, Corey, with regard to what's happening at VMware, uh, but those are the two big things that we're working on that we're going to be talking about uh, in the next few weeks. And I know Elsa's going to be announcing some of the some of the uh, VMware code programs we have. We're also going to be announcing the hackathon. The hackathon will start early this year, um, where we're going to be doing it online for four weeks, and then once um, once it goes online for four weeks, teams will be able to compete and then come together at VMworld and showcase what they worked on. So that's also happening. Other big news items, I don't believe I know of any other big news items. So uh, with, unless other people in chat have some interesting big news items, um, I think we'll get on with to our guests. Yeah, okay. I don't see anything in chat. Great. Uh, but before we get on, on to our guests, I also have a special guest joining me today. Uh, in the room at the at the square table for the community roundtable, uh, I'd like to introduce uh, uh, an intern that we we brought on board. Uh, her name is Alexa Freeberg. So Alexa, uh, thanks for being in the room today at the table. Um, 
welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, with regard to, um, you know, we always ask all of our guests, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what are you, where are you in life? I know you're an intern, so you're probably at university somewhere. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're, how long you've been at university, what university you're in, and um, what's your experience at VMware is so far? So I'm actually a student at the University of Connecticut. I've been there for two years, so I'm going to be a junior next year. I've lived in the Bay Area my whole life, so I fly 3,000 miles across the University of Connecticut. I'm a biology major. Um, anything else you'd like to know? Um, no. So let's say UConn, uh, from the Bay Area, living in Bay Area during the summer, uh, yeah. and drive to work here. Nice, nice to have people present, and you didn't have to you didn't have to put you up in an apartment. So that's good. Um, what's your uh, what's your experience so far here? It's been great. I've met a lot of new people, a lot of people that are very passionate about their jobs and very interesting to talk to. Good, good. Well, we're always looking forward to new community people, uh, uh, and you'll be you'll be on the social channels, I would assume, a little bit. Um, you're working on uh, community as a service and kind of VMTN uh, work, uh, so you, you should probably be experiencing the moderators moderators at some point, as well as just getting to know all the the people that are working in, around VMTN, the community online communities, and so forth. So uh, watch out for uh, Alexa Freeberg. Are you on Twitter? I am, but I don't use it. <laughs> you don't know use it yet? Okay. Uh, I would normally say, follow her at something. Do you know what your Twitter handle is? It's Alexa Freeberg. Alexa Freeberg. A-L-E. -A How do you spell Alexa Freeberg? A-L-E-X-A-F-R-I-E-B-E-R-G. Okay, there you go. So she's she's new. Have uh, over 100 followers yet? Not yet? I have no idea. There you go. All right. Well, uh uh, new intern for the summer, so we're excited to have her here uh, working on uh, the VMTN community programs, kind of what Katie and crew were working on before, and we introduced uh, Jennifer uh, Gonzalez last uh, last week, and she's working with Jenny. Uh, so uh, welcome welcome to our ecosystem. Thanks for being uh, part of the, the team, and we'll we'll probably have you on at the end of the year and see what you, or the end of the summer and see what you experience. You're not going to be a VMworld. No, I start school one day before VMware. Wow, ah, you miss out. You miss out. Okay, good. Yes. All right. With that, well, let's get to our guest, uh, Jihad. Uh, you're on the. You're on. The, well, I guess we'll start with you. Then we'll get to Anna Marie. Uh, so, Jihad, tell us a little bit about what you do at VMware and how long you've been at VMware and um, uh, what what are you working on these days? Sure. Um, and thanks for having us. So, my name is Jihad Afone. I've been at VMware for seven years this year. Um, and I lead the design team for VMware, so the user experience team. Um, we work on a wide range of products, almost all of the uh, VMware product portfolio. Um, and our focus is, uh, you know, 100% on the user. How do we bring the best user experiences to the market? How do we continue to ship uh, products that have uh, new features, new capabilities, while continuing to maintain a, the, the, the high level quality? And how do we make it simpler for our users to, you know, um, Build, manage, operate, automate um, um, their infrastructure. Nice. Okay. Um, and uh, Anna Marie, you're you're here as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as well? How long have you been at VMware? Sure. I have been at VMware since September of 2016, so a little bit more than a year and a half now. And I am um, a UX researcher. 
And when I started, I was embedded on the vSphere client and working on improvements from uh, to go into the HTML5 client. And about half a year ago, I started working on a framework for for research uh, to scale across all of our products at VMware. And I think that's what we're here to talk a little bit about today. Great, great, great. So who, who wants to start out and give us the elevator pitch of what is the VMware design and product research program? I can do that. Um, okay. So what we know and what, what, what we take our inspiration from really is something that um, a, a long-time practitioner of usability and design been in the field way before it was referred to as user experience. Uh, his name's Jared Spool, and he says through his research that teams that spend the most time, the most, the most time watching users, watching people use their products, are the have the products that have the most improved designs. And, and it really makes sense. So the, mo the more that the whole team is exposed to actual people using their products and failing at using their products, the quicker improvements will come along. And so we are building this into our daily work now with VMware Design, where we really want to emphasize the importance of how how people are using our products today, what they need, and so that we can all understand how we need to move forward together to to change the products and improve them and come up with new products. And so the, well, the right. product. Sorry. Yeah, pretty big, pretty big scope and a sense of. We must have you know, like 50 different products now with engineering teams that are working on all the different products and all the user interfaces that are, are happening. So I can imagine now that uh, it's, 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 it's a big job. Are you guys parsing this problem out into certain products? How do you, how do you onboard teams to start uh, spending time uh, looking at customer interaction? And um, have you started onboarding some of the core engineering teams to start this process of watching users use the product? Um, we're we're moving in that direction. We've already been doing this um, in small in small teams. So the vSphere team, we we have had engineering and product management sit in and observe uh, the sessions that we have with users trying out prototypes and things like that. But you know, we're, we VMware is an engineer driven company, and the ratio of designers to engineers is is very. Um, narrow, I guess. Uh, and so it's it's definitely going to be a culture shift um, in order to get everyone to embrace the, this, this change. Um, but, you know, we have been showing the value of it already. And so the more that we do it, the more that we are able to invite them along, um, take out the complexity of, of what we've been going through and in setting up setting up these sessions with with users, um, the the better it's going to be for everyone. Right. There's, right. That makes there's no yeah. There's no doubt that that people want to be building the best 
designs possible. It's just a matter of getting the getting the observations and and insights in early enough so that it can be built. That makes sense. Um, what are the some of the the, the uh, well? I guess we can either start with how do you find people, uh, which which is always interesting to see. How do you how do you actually collect people from from customer the customer base uh, to to interview them? So let's let's talk through that a little bit. Like, um, how do you find people? Do you reach out internationally? Do you reach out uh, domestically? How do you how do you get people in a room to what's the operational model for that? We are we spread out and try to get people from as many places as possible. There are already a lot of people at VMware that talk with users, and, and so some of our outreach is going to them. So people like our TAM um, and and even people in support, and they have a lot of contacts that they can refer to us. Uh, we also created a a landing page called uh, at VMware.design where you can sign up, anyone can sign up there to be part of the program. And we have had a lot of success recently when the official launch really was about a month ago and we've gotten a pretty good turnout already um, just with social media outreach on Twitter. Um, and we've also been going to VMUG user cons. I think we've been to four now this year and we talked to uh, attendees there and get them to sign up. Uh, so we're we're going out to as many places as possible. Um, hopefully we'll find some more people to sign up through this podcast. Right, exactly. So part of part of you being here is to let people know of the uh, of the product or of the program and then encourage people to, to to come engage with the program to to be able to share their experience, right? Exactly, yep. Right. Um, do we have a do we have a URL for it, for where people go go sign up for this program today? Yes, it's vmware.design backslash research html. Okay, vmware.design. What did you say? Say it again. vmware.design. Vmware.design. Yep, backslash backslash research html. All right, so you have your own domain, uh, vmware.design, and then backslash research.html, right? So perfect, or you should just be able to say research without the HTML, it'll default to that. So great, so you're running your own site, go sign up for the program. Um, you've, you've started this about a month ago to sign people up. Uh, have, you, uh, have you experienced um, any kind of uh, aha moments yet, uh, or learnings around what are some of the challenges of doing this process? Um, I'm just curious what your experience has been yet so far. Is it too early to, to know for sure uh, what, what, what's happening there? Uh, it's a little too early with the program. Uh, we've gotten a lot of aha moments uh, over the past year before this program when we, when we do have sessions with users. We had a really great turnout um, in person at VMworld in our design studio, and a lot of the the feedback and conversations that we had um, and usability testing that we did, those changes have already been getting implemented into the product, into products that, such as vSphere and vROPS. So there's been a lot of really great things that we've learned from our users so far. Um, but we really want to expand that to just 
a couple times a year to be doing it, you know, on a regular basis. And also want to expand our pool of people because a lot of times we talk to the same people and we want to make sure that we're meeting the needs of as as a big of a, a cross of of our users as possible, especially as the industry is changing and technology is changing and the way people use our products is changing. So it's never it's it's never gonna end. We're always gonna be needing to talk to people um sure. to understand what they're doing. Right. Jihad, uh, as, as long as you're here, with, with, I'll try to throw you a question, see if I get some response. So uh, from a big program perspective, um, you know, one of the challenges I've always had with the design is that there's, or the designing at a big enterprise is that I get uh, 10,000 ideas, right, or good ideas, and you're always constrained on how many you can implement. So hey, are, you, are you experiencing from the big program perspective, um, are you guys trying to figure out how to manage expectations when you're you're driving design throughout the the product line yeah i think so um uh, it's to add a little bit to the previous questions what anna said i don't think it's an aha moment but we kind of knew this um i think there's a huge um there is a huge uh, kind of uh, need internally and there is a huge desire to to, to talk and and, and uh, and observe customers internally, and, and the community delivers externally as well. So there is a huge need externally for people to share with us their ideas and, and concepts. So um, we're focused on how do we make that connection, and, and we're really excited about where we can take this. Um, on ideas internally, I, I think um, I think you're right. Uh, there are there are a lot of ideas that we can implement, but I think one thing that we we learn again and again from customers is that. Um, uh, we want to understand the why behind these ideas, kind of what are we delivering to customers that would really improve improve their lives, and how uh, many ideas can we deliver while maintaining quality, while maintaining a good user experience, while maintaining um, um, ease of use, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's uh, uh, the, 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 I think it's a famous, you know, Steve Jobs saying that the ideas you say no to are the ones that are more important versus the one you kind of choose to go for. Um, and it's really true for every product, for every feature within a product, and so on. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. I mean, I always tell all uh, all of my new interns specifically that the most important skill set to learn in business is what to say no to, right? Because you do get a large number of, and by process of elimination, you can actually end up with one or two really great ideas, right? Because if you really learn how to say no to some of them, you can. Now, uh, user design, some of these. Some of these things probably are, are, you know, things that are actually free, right? And how much of this is just a mindset of teaching the engineering base how to think of the customer first? Is, is some of these programs focused on that? Yeah, so we do, we do think a lot about how do we um, – so we, we do truly believe that there is a, need, there is a huge need um, at any company, uh, enterprise company, specifically as, as, they, as we bridge the gap between consumer and enterprise user experiences, but there is a huge need for any company to, to focus on, on design um, and invest in product designers and, and a design team. But there is also a, a need to understand that design is not a monopoly on the design team, right? Design, design is, is in every part of how a company ships product. It's in the process. It's how engineering thinks about um, the solutions they're building. It's, it's uh, recognizing that, you know, you, most of the time, especially at enterprise, you're not the end customer. Um, so understanding what the customer really wants versus building independent pilot technologies, all of these things become important. So we work closely with engineering and product management teams on 
um, uh, on making sure both that uh, there is an understanding across the company of that what that means and how to, to, to chat with customers and how to spend more hours with customers, but also on how the process by which we build software um, is built in a way that forces us to make this happen. So, for example, we, uh, we're pushing internally a lot and we're starting to do training and education around this on design thinking and how do you start with a customer problem, with, with research in that customer problem, and then you execute from there. Um, it's, we, we still have some time to go, I think, but, I, but there is a huge recognition um, internally and within the community externally that we're, we're, we're making good progress in that area and it shows in product. Um, if you look, for example, um, two years ago, three years ago on, on this year and you look today, there is a huge move forward uh, progress from user experience perspective. Are we there yet? Absolutely not. But, but we're definitely on the path, on the right path. Yeah, and right. a, little bit, right. a little bit more on that is that the research that we are, are doing and this product research program is not a silo, right? So the research should be accessible and possible for everyone on the team. And that's really where the exposure hours uh, comes from. It's everyone being exposed to the users. So hopefully by having this program and a a, a, a panel of of users who want to talk with us and show us how they use our work, then we can bring in everyone else who's working on the on the product so that we can all get aligned. And a lot of times, there's um, without this kind of mentality, you can get into a lot of arguments about well, it should be this or it should be that. But when you are all witnessing and 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 synthesizing the same raw data together, that's when the alignment can come and that's when the team can move together. Right. I can, I, I can imagine that. And I, I mean, when we're talking about design here too, I mean, some people like Steve Jobs and others think about the beveled edges of aluminum cases or how an image button looks and the, the coloring of things. But what you're really talking about when you talk about design is, is user flow, right? And use cases on how to accomplish complicated IT management tasks, right? Which is a little bit less about the designing of GUI elements and components and more of the workflow and the user experience of a task and managing, you know, large amounts of, of data and compute resources or network fabric through through some kind of user interface. But it's, it's much more of a functional design than it is uh, a, a aesthetic design. So I think it's it's both, but yes, the aesthetics are are the kind of the uh, you know the ten percent or twenty percent versus the eighty percent. Um, you know, we want we want uh, our users to um, effectively, efficiently uh, uh, finish a task and be delighted as they do that. So we want we want you to achieve the goal that you're set to do, the use case that you're actually set to to achieve. We want you to do that as quickly as as possible, and we want you to be delighted as you do it. And there are different kind of um, um, areas of focus as, you know, effective means we need to understand the workflows very well. We need to be able to understand the use cases very well. We need to do the right research up front to do this. Uh, efficient means that the workflows need to work really well for that use case. We need to anticipate um, edge cases. We need to anticipate uh, things other than the happy path or paths outside of the happy path. And delightfully means we need to have those, you know, um, the beautiful elements on top of it. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, Beautiful but not effective or efficient doesn't isn't really that helpful. And consistently as yeah. well, which is where the Clarity Design System really helps 
make this cohesive experience across all our products. Um, I, I got to ask this, and I, I probably know what the answer is. You're going to probably not be able to answer this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, when it comes to the APIs, we have a lot of PowerShell shell users that are scripting, you know, controlling data centers programmatically. Uh, do you guys ever experience uh, or spend time looking at are we missing APIs or functionality that a programmer would use to control infrastructure? Do you guys ever get into that kind of workflow? Yeah, so I think we do, and we're spending more time there. The way we think about it is user experience is how the user experiences the products. Um, UI is one way of doing so, but it's not the only way. Um, and so the, the developer experience, the customer experience, your support experience, all of these are experiences that you have with a product, and all of these are experiences that we want to make you know, effective, consistent, efficient, and, and delightful. So absolutely. Nice, nice. Uh, good to know that. I think a lot of us care uh, about that. Although uh, certainly HTML5 and the whole the whole the GUI experience moving there is also a big one that a lot of users care about as well. So I don't want to downplay that. Uh, it's one of our largest community threads is uh, moving to the HTML5 client and what you get and what you don't get. So thanks for working on that. You mentioned uh, some of the you know uh, stuff you do at VMworld where you get people in the, and and you know look at what that, that experience. Um, are you guys planning on doing something similar for VMworld this year? Yes, we are. Um, we are working on getting into the official program as well. So if you have any t um, hookups with that, <laughs> we're happy for that. Um, but yeah, it's been growing over the last couple years. Uh, a couple years ago, I think we were in. Um, in a building a few hotels away, people had to like really navigate and they had to be really motivated to go. Um, but you know, everyone that went had an amazing time and loved being able to get a sneak peek of what the design teams are working on and, and know that the feedback that they're providing actually gets put into the product. Um, and then last year we were, we were at the Mandalay, we were um, had about 300 or so attendees at our sessions. And again, a lot of them would, would comment about how this is what they look forward to the most um, at VMworld. And so it's, it's, we really want to spread the word so that more, more and more people who are using our products can, can interact with us. And the great thing about the, the, the VMworld Design Studio is that um, there, you know, we're happy to take any interaction with, with users, but these are not like a minute or two interactions or, or a quick you know, feature suggestion. or. These are half an hour, hour, you know, one-on-one -on -one with a designer um, um, or, or a, a few designers working closely to listen to your use cases and why you want to do this. So it's a very, um, very expensive experience that, that, you know, customers leave, uh, you know, the comments we get on, on the VMworld Design Studio are, are very, very positive. The customers leave feel like they've been, you know, um, we've listened, we understand the use case, not just a quick, you know, here's what I need or here's, here's something that works or doesn't work. But I, you truly understand what I need to get done, and now I trust that VMware has that message. So it's a very, uh, um, it's a very, uh, you know, very, getting very, very close to customers, which is which is awesome to see. All right. So I guess I'll drill down on what what kind type of sessions you're running there. So I assume if you had sessions and there were 300 people there, that you must have had that in Schedule Builder um, and that uh, in Content Calendar, uh, and so. Is is it one of is it a session where there's a speaker that's talking about you know uh, design criteria and uh, in, engaging or presenting? Uh, what what are the 
type of formats you're you're running at VMworld? Is it session based or is it session based plus you know interview experience kind of environment? What what are you running there? We had a lot of different types of sessions. Um, they weren't actually in the official schedule. We we did our own outreach and we had our we had we let people sign up on their own. Um, okay. But what what some of the teams did were um, prototype testing. We had some con new concepts that were put in front of a table of of users for a specific product. Um, things like that. And then we also did some participatory workshops where we had, for example, we had a group of admins draw out what a mobile vCenter would, would look like. Um, so the, there was a wide range. Some of it was evaluative just to see, make sure that what we were doing before it goes into development is, is, is right. Um, and more of like really early on kind of we're just starting to look into this particular feature, um, what what is resonating or not resonating. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So it was uh, grassroots, homegrown, get people there. Uh, so, yeah, one of the questions, things you'll have to consider is, do you want more people? And if you want more people, we can certainly, in the community, help you get more people. Uh, we do have access to Schedule Builder. We could create a couple uh, <laughs> events for you in the in this, in the. Uh, catalog list, and then you would get a lot of people. I think one of the things you have to decide is how many, how many, how many spots do you have, and how do you want to recruit people into that. But it sounds, it sounds interesting, especially if you're getting the feedback that uh, people find this the most interesting thing to do at VMworld because that's that's always good feedback. Um, so I guess the question for you guys is, how many people are you looking for this year? Um, we're happy to speak to as many customers as we humanly could. Um, and we send many members of the design team, so, um, um, you know, we, we should chat. We're happy to speak to as many customers as possible. Yeah. And, yeah, we would love to, to get your help with, with the schedule builder. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's what we found um, when, when we were running the community sessions a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we had great sessions. V Brown Bag does all these tech talks, and we can certainly get you a couple slots in the in the, the in the community session area as well. But what we found is, if we didn't, and we live stream these so people can watch them online. But if we didn't get them in Schedule Builder, we literally would have maybe four to six people show up right per session. Uh, when we got them in Schedule Builder, uh, we went to 50 people uh, and completely booked. Right, so. Uh, it is one of those things that you're careful what you wish for because as soon as you go to the content catalog, you're going to get 50 people show up, right, versus versus the handful of people that heard about it through organic means. So, yeah, happy to engage with you guys on that. And, and let the community know that uh, you guys are doing this work and you're looking for people to participate. So, And, and then uh, Graham in chat, before we move on here, Graham in chat does mention that you actually do need vmware.design slash research.html. It doesn't default to HTML. So um, that's we get that relevant, right? So I, yeah, I'm corrected. Yeah. As well, Graham mentions that uh, you guys have a Twitter handle, which is at vmware.design. So yeah. everybody that's listening to this can uh, go give at vmware.design a follow. Uh, who's, actually, who's actually managing that account? Um, so designers, um, uh, designers on the team actually uh, uh, manage this. So you're hearing directly from designers sharing um, product design experiences, where we are at different VMUDs, 
uh, kind of insights from what we're working on as a design team. It's it's completely managed by the team by the design team itself. Yeah, and our, the next VMUG that we'll be attending is in Indianapolis in July. So if any listeners are, are planning to go there, uh, we would love to see you in person. Right, and it is definitely a, a, a nice a nice site to go look at and see uh, what you have there. I think you get you do also uh, present some. Uh, use cases or research you get you have the Twitter handle there as well um, and you actually have kind of like some career career information there on the on the site as well so um, a nice clean site uh, talks about the you know your, your typical study is 30 to 60 minutes um, you, they you guys run some remote studies in-person studies so uh, definitely uh, check out um, you know the, the site you can sign up uh, and you know a good Good, good, nice, clean site to go engage with and learn more about the program. So uh, happy that you have that. Um, do you guys actually uh, ever do outbound on some of the study results? Like, do you ever blog about kind of things that you've learned, or how do you showcase what you have learned aside from you know, but trying to bundle it up to the engineering teams and um, and get them to, to to act on some of that? Um, are you actually you know promoting some papers around? Some design concepts that, that that you're spending time researching. Do you do any of that work? So we do uh, we do blog at medium.com/vmware-design. Um, it's it's on the VMware Design site as well. There is a link to that uh, Medium publication. Um, a lot of it is about design and how we do the design process. We're looking at uh, we're going to start doing case studies. Um, it's not specifically what we learned from from research. We try to kind of um, um, like we, you know we we don't specifically call out or, or share specific results from research studies, but we do, we will start blogging about case studies. For example, how did we, uh, um, how we plan or how did we change the design of the summary page, uh, VM summary page and VCR and why, and kind of share our thinking, the research that we've done. So you kind of get in the mind of a designer for, for a full blog post. So a lot of that will be, will be coming soon. Um, uh, we try to, to share a lot about our design thinking and, and what we're doing with design. So medium, uh, our medium publication is a really good place to go read what the team has been doing and, and kind of the stuff that's on top of mind for it. All right, cool. So we have a, we have you know research and develop engineering across the globe here now uh, in Europe and in Asia and obviously in in the Americas. So um, where where does the the hub of the design team actually sit across the globe? Are you guys mostly in the U.S. or are you around the globe where engineers live? So we try to. Um, uh, we're mostly in Palo Alto for now, but we're, we're expanding very rapidly in in, uh, in Europe. Um, um, in uh, 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 so we have we're expanding to offices like Sofia. Uh, we're expanding in India and in Armenia. So we're trying. Our goal is to have designers wherever we have engineers and product managers. We wanna we wanna kind of create that um, three-legged stool that we think is, 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 is really important to getting any successful product or any product successful, which is product management, engineering, and, and, and design or user experience. Um, and I think we're, if you look at the career, careers page in the VMware.design site, we're expanding the design team like we've never done in, in VMware's 20-year history. So we have a lot of investment. The company recognizes um, kind of the, the, we need to bridge that gap of consumer to enterprise user experience, and, and we're putting a lot of investment there, and we will continue to do so. Okay, great, great. So um, I'll, now I'll transition into the, kind of the, the, the last 10, 15 minutes of the podcast, uh, which is 
So I'll start with Anna. So uh, Anna, first, how do you say your last name? I, I was just curious what the, how, the, how you say that. Sure. Um, my sister came up with something when she was a high school teacher. It's uh, something to teach her, her students how to pronounce our, our last name, which is Pan, like a frying pan, Lily, like a flower, and O, like O. Panlilio. Yep. Anna Marie Panlilio. All right, great. And uh, are you on Twitter? I am. All right. What's your at, at, at handle? Do you know it? Yes, I do. It's code slice, C-O-D-E-S-L-I-C-E-D. Code slice. Nice. Like it. I like it a lot. That's, that's really cool. And uh, what, 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 is the, what is the biggest problem that keeps you up at night that you're trying to solve? Uh, when we talk about you know interface design, what's the what's the what's the one or two big things that you're you're try, you're going through your head trying to figure out how to make better in 2018? Well, I've been focusing a lot on the internal processes around around research, such as how do we reduce the complexity of uh, connecting design teams with with qualified uh, participants for for studies. That has been um, a big part of it, and, and currently I'm working on how we're measuring the success of our UX teams, um, and so that that is is an interesting challenge as well, and we're we're just getting started on that on that piece. Yeah, it's a more organizational challenge than it is design challenge, right? Um, that's how any good program has to get going. It has to try to solve some of the big organizational problems at the same time, right? Because that's usually yeah. where there's a Yep. Yeah. Makes makes sense. Okay. Good. Jihad, how do you say your last name? And I'll ask you also. What's your? Are you on Twitter? And what's your Twitter handle? Sure. The last name is Afone, and uh, the Twitter handle is J A F F O N E H. All right. So uh, J then have last name. Right, your first character last name J A F F O N E H. Right. Great. So yeah. you're on Twitter. What keeps you up at night? Um, um, work-related, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, if you have children, I know that that, that never goes away. But uh, yeah, we'll just definitely. Um, yeah, so I think I think a few things, but I think the 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 number one thing that that I'm focused on is we need to grow um, a, a strong design team within VMware, and we need to to transform. How we do design in the enterprise, how, how we do design at VMware, and by that transform how, transform how we do design at enterprise. Well, of course, we were uh, we're at Radio, which is the internal R&D conference at VMware. It's, it's one of the most exciting um, things we do every year. We kind of get together as an R&D organization and, and, and do a conference. Seventeen, eighteen hundred people from the R&D organization are here. Um, and w there was a session on, on uh, customer experience, and one of the quotes that um, kind of uh, that kind of sticks with you is. Just because you're doing it, uh, this at work, it doesn't justify a bad user experience. So, you know, enterprise is just really, uh, uh, for a while, we just really, really used the term enterprise user experience as a way of lowering the bar for enterprise, and, and that's nonsense. At the end of the day, uh, you're the same, we're designing for the same human, it's just you're using it in an enterprise setting. So we want to break that barrier between cons consumer and enterprise. With that comes a lot of things. We need to have better um, elevate design better internally, especially with engineering and product management teams. We need to be um, uh, 
we need to have the right resourcing and investment. All of these things are things that we are uh, we're working on. But I think the number one thing we're we're pushing for is we need to hire the best designers in the industry. Period, and and we're working on it. Very nice. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, I always I always want to ask also our guests uh, when it comes to AWS and cloud and hybrid cloud. So I'll give you a little bit of time to you know switch gears from that perspective and. Uh, from a design perspective, a lot of our IT practitioners now are starting to go to AWS reInvent. Uh, there's all of these APIs that are available for building things on AWS. We're certainly moving into the AWS space with VMC. Um, are you guys starting to experience uh, kind of user uh, integrations and uh, challenges around you know, the hybrid cloud environment with uh, AWS and different tools that are showing up for managing these these in environments. Um, what's your experience with regards to uh, cloud, the cloud trend, and specifically AWS? Anything there? Uh, and if there isn't, that's fine. I'm just curious what your perspective is. Yeah. So I think one of the things we focus on a lot is that we want you, to, we want the user to be able to manage their um, hybrid environment, um, whether it's at, whether it's on-prem, um, whether it's in cloud, whether it's in, in the edge. Uh, we want we want to be able to manage that um, that environment seamlessly, um, and with that comes a lot of challenges, both user experience and technological challenges. That I think VMware is is, is um, you know probably the best company out there to solve um, things related to networking and and uh, um, um, uh, user experience of how do you what does it mean to manage a hybrid environment that's both on-prem and in the cloud. Um, so there are a lot of these challenges that we're we're looking at. Um, so this is not. Specifically to AWS, I think uh, uh, VMC and AWS, VMware Cloud and AWS is one of the vehicles we use to um, to test and experiment and learn about a lot of the things that we talked about today. Um, and it's a great vehicle as well for for research that's based not just on talking to customers but also kind of learning from analytics and, and engagement and retention and so on and so forth. Um, so it's it's been exciting to kind of. Um, do that type of research and that type of user experiences on over the last year or so. Nice, nice. Um, uh, Anne-Marie, uh, from, a, from a cloud perspective um, and, and engaging with users, do you find any difference between users that are enterprise users versus some, some of the, the startup or smaller, younger uh, people that are, you know, I look at the size of companies that are AWS, sometimes they're, they're smaller companies, sometimes they're enterprise co uh, companies. Do you see uh, different personas uh, with regards to users when you're looking at cloud versus when you're looking at the enterprise? Yeah, it, some of those are, those are emerging now through, as, as organizations are signing up through VMC. Um, and there's definitely some distinctions there that, that you know, didn't exist before. Um, we can connect you with those teams that are working on that so that if, if you have more specific questions around it. But, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting um, learning experience as, as, these, as these cloud products are getting up to speed and, and getting out there. And, and yeah, it, like I said before, the, the technology is changing so fast, and and the, what people's roles are are really changing. And and so it, we have to be be out there talking with people as much as possible so that we can really meet their needs. 
And one of the things we do internally as well uh, as a design team and, and working with engineering teams is that we have personas of, you know, this is the persona of someone who uses this product or uses this set of products, and we have company personas because the org chart um, or the role of a cloud or a VI admin, for example, within a four-people company or a 10-people company is very different uh, from the role at a, at a 5,000-people company or 10,000-people company, um, even though it's, it's technically the same individual persona, but the roles change. Um, and we do a lot of that research to understand what does it mean to be um, this type of persona, uh, this type of company persona, um, to kind of help us design better solutions that fit that use case in that context. Yeah, that's, that's what we're experiencing in the IT space, right, is that the, 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 the problem set that people are actually spending their time working on is going to start to shift as you look at cloud services and consumption of cloud through a service model uh, where you're not spending as much time doing core system setup as much as you are functionality using feature sets in the products and then how do you expose that feature set uh, in a way that is consumable quicker and easier than, uh, than in the past because as you, as you roll out services in a cloud environment, uh, people aren't necessarily needing to read a lot of manuals to set them up and configure them as much as they are just needing to know how to uh, organically consume them as they are made available. So it's, it's interesting from the IT uh, community perspective because we're seeing a different role start to develop there. Yeah, and even what, from a recruiting standpoint, some of the challenges that, that came about this year um, was just that we were we needed to have some study run some studies with CFOs because some of the cloud uh, products were focused on cost um, and that's a totally different group of right. people that, that we would reach out to before to participate in in a product study. Right. There isn't like there's less work, but the work roles are shifting, right, to cost management and optimization of com compute resources uh, and even a functional functionality consumption, right, where it used to be you got an ELA, it would sit there, and you didn't really have to worry about, you know, how much compute resources you were using with your ELA, but now you buy the ELA or you, you, you buy the service in the cloud and you're charged for network bandwidth storage usage as well as compute usage. So the, the things that you're concerned about, like financial analysis, also starts to show up. So, yeah, interesting, interesting space. So um, we're reaching the top of the hour. I'll give anyone the final, any final last questions from the community or last points you want to make before I, uh, I, I thank you. So um, any, any last points uh, before we wrap up here? Sign up for the product research program. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the big wrap up for the for the end of the call. Is uh, I think uh, thanks for coming on the community uh, podcast, and we'll definitely do some social out. Get all the let all of the experts know. Um, maybe we'll try to uh, get you in a, a V Brown Bag session, and and maybe get a session for some of your programs uh, into the. Uh, 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 schedule builder this year because I think that's very possible. Uh, again, http colon slash vmware dot design class research dot html. Uh, go check that out. Uh, sign up and give uh, give their Twitter handle a follow there because uh, you know, at vmware design uh, they're very very uh, responsive as well as uh, you can go uh, get in a room with them and give them some feedback about design. So. Uh, again, Jihad, thanks for uh, being on the show. Anne-Marie, thanks for coming. And uh, I, I, I wish you well, and we'll certainly try to get people to sign up. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. That's great. 
All right. Uh, thanks again. Uh, sorry about the late start. One more time, we're going to get the uh, the audio worked out this time. We have the cameras worked out, and uh, we'll be back again at 12 to 1 next Wednesday. And uh, until then, I hope everybody has a great week. From a barbecue perspective, uh, Corey, what's the uh, what's the barbecue report this year? Oh, the barbecue <laughs> report. Uh, <laughs> ribs this weekend. That's what we've ribs, got. Ribs weekend. Dry ribs, or yeah. What's that? Great choice. Dry or wet? Um, I do them dry. Uh, I, well, I'm I'm the one. I'll, I'll do them. a combination. I'll usually do one of you know. I'll usually do three racks. One I'll do dry, and then two I'll do wet. Nice. I use Mister Stubbs when I'm doing my dry. Yeah. Right, which is a particular nice. barbecue that we, that we have. Uh, Tony, yeah, we always have to have a we have to have before it's time for lunch here. So there you go. Absolutely. That's Corey's going to be doing three racks of ribs. Everybody meet up at his house. Where do you live, Corey? Get that uh, I li- address. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live in Palo Alto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give out your address, Eric. <laughs> don't, you, don't you live right there next to the turtles on campus? Exactly. Exactly. Thinking about some barbecued turtle soup. You know, isn't that supposed Ooh. to be good? <laughs> no, that's bad. That's bad. I don't think they would appreciate that. All right, no. that's the end. First barbecue All right, thanks, everybody. Thank Tony, you. thanks for being here, Graham. Thanks for chiming that's in. Uh, uh, we'll, we're going to go get some lunch, and we'll be back again next week with audio that's working better, we hope. Hitting the big end now.